Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners. Welcome to Passion Harvest. I'm Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I have a very exciting guest, Dr. Marnie Hill Federero. Dr. Marnie spent 35 years as a high school special education teacher. Marnie has a doctorate in education and completed postdoctoral studies at Harvard. She is an award-winning author of the spiritual fiction, God Came to My Garage Sale. Marnie's message encourages all to be open to spiritual signs and live in the present with mindfulness. Peace and love is timely because the veil is thinning. And people around the world are more open to God and possibilities of the afterlife. This is her story and this is her passion. Dr. Marnie Hill Federaro, welcome to Passion Harvest. Well, thank you, Louisa. It's nice to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy. It's been a long time. So I'm so happy you're finally on the show. We're finally right. got together for an interview. Yeah. Um, I always like to start with a bit of a background. So I know you're living in an incredible place right now and I'd like to ask you about that later but some pivotal moments or memorable moments in your life that led you to where you are today well let's see we all have um, our own journeys and um, for the lucky ones it involves some spirituality and um, I grew up atheist um, my my parents although they were you know just very wonderful parents who instilled the love of nature and humanity and um, goodness and honesty, all of these very good qualities, religion or spirituality was certainly not part of it. And, um, and I, little by little in my life, um, found um, that I, there just had to be more to this world than uh, just we live and die. I just felt like there just was something more. And um, and it really wasn't until later on in my life when I experienced um, some traumatic life changes. Um, I uh, chose to escape an abusive marriage after um, 27 years. And, um, you know, as much as I just wanted to, to have this perfect American dream, you know, this fairy tale life, and I was kind of living it in a way I was bringing home the bacon and frying it up in the pan. And so I was, that's an expression that we use here um, in the States. And, um, you know, I, um, I was working full time. I, I um, back in 97, earned my doctorate degree. I was raising two beautiful children, uh, living in a gorgeous home, beautiful neighborhood in the Midwest um, Chicago suburbs. Um, but I, there were a few light bulb moments that um, made me reflect back on um, years of situations in my marriage. And I realized, wait a minute, I need to get out of this and I need to get out of it fast. And, and actually, when I came to that realization, it was almost like 
I was just flooded with signs of goodness and peace and love. And, and then there were signs from the universe that, um, that I just couldn't ignore. You know, it wasn't just one or two. I mean, it was many and many, and it opened up my um, thinking to do some more research on, you know, is there more to this world? And it prompted me, uh, the experience, I ended up having a, a garage sale where, um, you know, I, had, I lost my home. I lost my home to foreclosure, even though I was told it was paid off for 15 years. I lost, I, I went to my bank account because um, I, I knew I needed to take care of my children and all my money was just depleted. It was just taken out the week before. Um, so I, I knew I was in a pretty serious um, and dangerous kind of situation. And uh, so I ended up having a garage sale and um, I did have many, many experiences during that garage sale that um, just opened up my eyes. They were mystical experiences even. And I'm, I kept on saying, I need to write about this. And I, I knew I wanted to write a book about my journey and different experiences for a number of years prior to this garage sale. But then I, then it, 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 this whole experience where I could have been angry, I could have been, I mean, certainly I was devastated. My dream world had come crashing down, but you know what? I just was filled with love and light and freedom and I knew I would be okay. And, um, and so I, um, I survived. I'm a sur thriver. I'm not just a survivor. I'm a sur thriver. I'm just thriving and doing very well. And, um, and I've always loved to write. And so, and actually I'm involved and I, we can talk about this later, but I'm involved in, um, gosh, four other books. Um, and, at the, but, at, but the one book, God Came to My Garage Sale, that was the one that um, I really put a lot of energies into. And since then, um, since then, I have um, just wonderful things have opened up. I've met beautiful people. And now I've, I, I met a life partner, a very good friend that I knew for years. And uh, we just decided to have a life together. Um, and he was retiring at the same time I was retiring and we decided we travel the world. We, we love to travel all over Thailand, India, um, Israel, um, many places in the United States, Australia, where you are from is, I have not been there yet, but bucket I've met list. some, yeah, on the bucket <laughs> list, but we kept on coming back to the Caribbean, um, my life partner is an astronomer, so he has very large telescopes, and uh, he also is a scuba diver, and so he was definitely drawn to the Caribbean. I've always been drawn to the, to the water. So we have now lived our dream life in paradise um, for over a year now. So, so goodness comes. Yeah, so and goodness comes glowing, out of... you're glowing, so... Yeah, it's, I'm just happy. It's, it's quite incredible. I've, I've often found that when you surrender to, there is no other option but to move forward and just the way you did it with such grace and positivity, miracles do happen. Definitely. I just want to backtrack on your story for potentially some listeners that are in a situation, whether it's abusive or they're not living their passions or they're unhappy. 
from my personal experience as well, we stay in situations that are just not positive and, you know, for, for our best life. Mm-hmm. What was the decision? I mean, what, what, were there any moments that made you realise you had no choice and, and how did you overcome that fear of leaving your husband? You know, um, and there is a lot of fear when you are in a situation of domestic violence, um, narcissist abuse, um, gaslighting for many years, there is a fear factor. Um, And even though I was extremely accomplished as a a person with my education, with my career, um, with um, my endeavors, little by little over many, many years, an abuser will, will knock you down and, and make you question your own worth. Yes. And, and even though I, I'd be like, well, wait a minute. No, I, I know I'm a good person and I'm a loving person and this and that. And, you know, I just, so, so I guess there was a lot of buildup. Um, um, the lies and deceit and, and, and mystery, you know, um, he was a secret agent man. And, and, uh, and then I realized, wait a minute, I, I, why I'm a very open book. And I kept on trying to, you know, hold everything together. And I think children are a big part of that. Um, I'm very, very thankful that my children were both adults when um, my light bulb went on. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was just one too many uh, things that just did not add up. And, and there was a defining moment um, where it was just, uh, I have to escape. And, you know, now that I have studied a lot about um, surviving narcissist abuse and, and domestic violence and, and you know, um, trying to make it on your own, all the experts get, say, you know, plan your escape, you know, but I, I, I didn't know all these experts at the time. Yeah. I, I, this whole thing just threw me for a loop. I just, uh, I, I, I didn't want to let go of my, my perfect life dream that I thought was happening. And, but then I knew I had to. So uh, I only had a week to, to escape. And, um, and I'm glad I did because anyone who's been in abusive situations realized that um, you know, it's already been, I don't know, six years or something like that. But the abuse gets, the, gets amplified after you actually escape. So they, they use the court systems. They, they um, enlist flying monkeys, they call them, which are friends and neighbors. Some people even have family members that turn on them where you know, because the abuser wants to isolate you and wants you to uh, lose every security that you have. They, they want you to lose your job. They want you to, you know, lose your, your friends. I mean, I was, I was a very involved neighborhood mom for many years. Um, the, I watched so many kids, even though I was the one working full time and all that. I, I was the one doing the lemonade stands and having all the neighborhood kids uh, come over with chalk on the sidewalks and we would have games and stuff like that. Well, to this day, not one neighbor talks to me, even though I was so close with them. Um, you know, I was a Girl Scout leader. I was a, a 
lecture at church. I was, you know, uh, never had a problem with, with anyone until I, I chose to get divorced and then they all disappear. And so the, the, the abuse actually does continue long after you leave. Mm -hmm. And it takes a very strong person um, to, to know their own truth, that they are a good person and that uh, they, they would never, you know, even with, with what was done to me, um, I, I never had a need to uh, get back at this person. Of course, I was in survival mode sometimes. Um, I had lost everything, but oh boy, what I gained after leaving was so worth it. So what I would say to your listeners, those that are um, scared to leave, um, the best is yet to come. It really is. It really is. But you do have to look out for your safety and and anything you can do to get support um, you can just even Google domestic violence or parental alienation or narcissist abuse, and, and you will find lots of resources out there um, with people that have gone through this and they have realized that they need to take their, their mission is to help others. And um, I have chosen to, to pursue more my spiritual um, uh, interests. Um, I, I do write about um, some things, but I'm certainly not the kind of person that um, has a need to get back at people or have revenge or be vindictive. It's not, it's not who I ever was, and I'm not going to start being like that now. I just embrace love and light and goodness. And, you know, um, in fact, our world right now, you know, we are going through such a challenging time in our world. Um, there's so much division. But I don't look at it necessarily as political division. I look at it as a spiritual warfare. And I hate to even use the term warfare because that has such a negative tone to it. But we're in a spiritual reckoning of sorts where good and evil um, are being challenged and, um, and it's amazing that um, even people that you were close with for years and years and years, and you thought your relationships were solid, you come to find out they're not because you are ascending to a higher level of um, realizing how much you want, what your worth is and how much you should or shouldn't tolerate. And then it almost becomes, um, it just becomes natural to just have to let some things go and let some people go, even though you're tied, you know, you just feel these ties, you know, oh my gosh, we have a history together. We've known each other so long, or, you know, we have children together and I need to stay in this, this relationship. You know, um, at some point, you need to take care of yourself, and yes. goodness and goodness prevails. And and goodness has really, uh, I'm living testament to that. That that, you know, when you embrace goodness and you you don't partake in in the negativity and the the evilness that's there, that doesn't have to be part of your world. And and so. It, I've, I've been very fortunate. Yeah, well, it's fantastic. But I also want to reiterate what, what you said. One of the fundamental principles, and I do teach this with my clients, is moving forward from 
uh, abusive marriage, or even if it's not an abusive marriage, many right. people are bitter and angry. And I think you would use the word for re revenge or spiteful, but you, I, to have negative feelings towards an ex-partner, a life partner, you'll never be free. Right. Because you're still attached. You talked about energetically or spiritually, you are still attached. So sure. it's so fundamentally important to only send them love and hope and, and wish the best, basically not think about them <laughs> so no. much, but have, but that's how you're free now. And that's yes, how you're living definitely. the life that we want. If you, if you still held on to that with negative feelings and you're not a victim. So if you considered yourself a victim, you would never be right. free and you probably would not be living the life that you're living now. Right. No, and I, you know, I take ownership for the choices that I made. Yeah. Um, I really went into the relationship, you know, many, many years ago with really good intentions and, and love and positivity. And, um, and, and I do take ownership. I, you know, I've stayed in, it, it's been clear uh, even after um, my divorce that I have been, I, I have had a, almost a habit of staying in relationships or in situations that are, are not um, serving my higher good. And, you know, I, for whatever reason, you do need to kind of figure out why, what, what is your trauma and your childhood you know, baggage or whatever that you ended up being um, in this. And I think just being an empath, uh, so many people that um, probably a number of your listeners are empaths where we have such strong love and feeling for, for people. Um, we cry at Hallmark commercials. We, we <laughs> see someone on the street and we just want to reach out and, and give them um, the shirt off our backs because we care so deeply about humanity and, and people. And, um, and, but yeah, I don't, you know, the ex-husband doesn't take up space in my mind at all. Yes. Um, I, I think that I must take up space in his mind because he is constantly um, with, whether it's a legal threat or it's, um, you know, um, uh, making up lies and, and turning people, you know, even, even a close family member that knows you so well, turning someone against you, they are, they are, they can't let go because once they acknowledge, you know, they almost have to face what they have done and who they are as a person. And they don't want that mask to come off. I mean, they love the public image that they have, which is so false. Um, but you know, people are getting exposed. Um, I just don't have a huge need to be the person to expose. I just, You've moved I on. just want to, I've moved on. And well, I thank just, you. Thank you for talking about it. I know it's not something yeah, you normally think no, about, but just potentially no. to help other people who might be going through a similar experience. Sure. sure yeah. But I, what I would say to, what I would say to your listeners, um, is, is educate yourself, uh, take time to reflect and meditate and really, um, start evaluating who you are as a person and what your dreams are and, and get support. It, you, you know, a lot of people in our situation with domestic violence or, you know, an abusive situation, some people have abuse situations at work and, um, 
it doesn't have to be like a marriage or anything, but um, it's, it's scary because, um, you know, you have to uh, be on your own when you've relied on someone else to take care of some things. Um, and you might not feel strong, but, but what I would say to your listeners is, is really think about this and, and somehow gather the strength because there are many people who can, can get away and then they never imagined the life that they could live um, and the freedom that they could have. And it's, it's so worth it, but, you know, really think through and not everyone needs to leave a situation. There are partners or work situations that you can make some changes. And, and if people can work together, um, I just happened to be in a situation where it was very one-sided, but so not all situations are to be escaped but definitely take time to reflect on what's meaningful for you in your life. And then part of what has really helped me is I have really seen some signs that I am on the right path and, and I've um, embraced spirituality, not religion so much, but just the knowing that, that um, you know, I'm on the right path and, and that I'm not alone in this journey. That would take me on to, I'd love to hear some about some synchronicities and your um, spiritual ex, trans, spiritually transformative experiences that you do talk about. Right. Yeah. There's many. I of think them. that'd be of great interest. And I, I'd love to hear about them as well. Well, you know, there's always, and, and I wrote about here, here is my book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably backwards to you. I don't know. No, it's, it's perfect. God. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. So God came to my garage sale and, and I, I was fortunate enough. I, I have different celebrities that have endorsed my book, even James Redfield, who wrote the Celestine prophecy. That's an amazing and, book. Uh, yeah. It's an amazing, he actually still has the Celestine vision and is, um, is still out there changing the world. Um, but he, he, he doesn't normally endorse people, but he, uh, and I met him when I was in the Chicago area and I, I talked with him about my book and he said, well, you know, I'll give it a look, but I just want you to know, I really don't endorse people. And two months later, he called me up, read my book, said, I am going to endorse your book. Um, uh, what you are saying about synchronicities and living in light um, is, is definitely a message that is very timely for the world right now. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And so then I, I, you know, through that, I did, I did meet some psychic mediums, which, you know, I was never into that. I, I always thought, well, that's, you know, people are just going to make up stuff or they'll Google your name and learn something. But I actually had some experiences that I was told some things that, um, there's no way that anyone else would know, no way. And I was told, told this information. So uh, after having, I don't know, probably 20 of those type of confirmations, not everyone is a legitimate psychic medium, but I certainly have met uh, internationally, I have met um, some people that I, I, I believe are. Um, that, those readings have changed my life. Um, I also began attending IONS, which is the International Association for Near-Death Studies. And that is a group of people that, um, where they have documented thousands 
of cases where people have died and come back. And, you know, you, you, many people have known, oh, they see a bright white light and, you know, but they might chalk that up to, oh, something's happening in the brain when you pass away or something like that. But there are too many experiences that- Near-death experiences. Near-death experiences that have, um, you know, altered people's lives. Um, Eben Alexander and his life partner, Karen Newell, I've had the pleasure of meeting them and hearing them speak. He, you know, he was a Harvard neurosurgeon. That, yeah, he's been on the show. Oh, has he? So yes. you know, your, your listeners will know. I mean, that is, is definitely his experience. I mean, he, he, he ended up having to leave the medical profession. Uh, he was so um, compelled to tell his story. So the near-death experiences were, were a part of it, mm-hmm. but also um, I had experiences with finding pennies. Well, you know, people say, oh, people find pennies in parking lots or whatever, but no, there were pretty significant pennies with dates on them and uh, at certain times, or there were feathers, um, you know, I, uh, and not just normal feathers. I mean, just feathers that were very, very unusual, like in the, the coloring of a late dog that I knew that, that just passed away the day before and the next day, um, those exact same colors in the feathers were, were presented to me, um, not just one, but like, you know, a hundred. Okay. So that was just bizarre. I actually had an experience where a person came to the garage sale and um, he just was there at the right time saying the right things. And, and, and I don't even remember him leaving. And I don't remember, uh, you know, it was just like I, I saw him starting to walk and then he just disappeared into thin air. And I, I know I was, I was only drinking lemonade, you know, so <laughs> I, I know, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. And so, uh, you know, I, I think I had to be at a point where my mind was open Walking I had to go, as well. Yeah, I had to go through the hardships to, to end up having the, the ability to, to experience these, these things. And how did the power of or God or the power of prayer come into supporting you now and in the past? Well, I, you know, I, I find God in everyday things. Um, I did enjoy going to church services at one point in my life. I was a lector, so I was reading the Bible and, mm-hmm. um, and I did find some peace in that and, and more so in the community of church, of just the connections that you make with people. Um, but so I did experience that, but I also find God in everyday life. And, and you know, I live in the Caribbean, so Every single moment here, you know, I've been here over a year and still a day doesn't go by where I'm not amazed by a rainbow, a sunset, uh, even a bug that, you know, even though I'm not a fan of bugs, uh, I'm just fascinated by some of the things that I, that I see in nature. And, and so I, you know, I think that I just experience God in everyday everyday situations, but I also experience God in connections with people like that. You're, you're, that you end up meeting people and you think it's a coincidence that you have this so much in common or, 
or that you were there to help them at a certain time in their life or vice versa. And, but I think that God has a hand in that. And I think it's important. I spend a little time each day, just quieting my mind. Um, just, you know, I'm in the ocean almost every day or my pool. I'm always in water. Um, and, uh, you know, but I'm taking walks and I'm just, uh, I'm quieting my mind. Um, to just connect. And sometimes when you put an intention out there uh, you, and you do quiet your mind, you'd be amazed at what comes back to you. So I think that I do experience God and, and I do believe in God. Um, and I believe that even in all different religions, I've, I've been fortunate enough to travel the world. So we spent time in Jerusalem where there were different quarters to the, to the area with many different faiths. And I believe that we all have this one God. There might be different ways to get to this one God, but, um, you know, and, and just, and, and with Rick, my life partner, um, his love of astronomy and, and looking at the stars and, and I've, I've been fascinated to see the planets like Saturn and Jupiter so close and, you know, it does make you realize that we, there's more to this world. There's, it's just, there's a very big world out there and, and there's just too many amazing things to think that it's all just ah, some science, some sand mixed with some water that made a perfect human body or something yeah. like that. It's just, you're, you're walking so consciously and it's almost a since you left and, and the power of surrendering since you left a relationship that wasn't serving you and you overcame your fear, the power mm -hmm. of surrendering brings great transformational change in your life, in my life, in all of our lives. And it's, it's, it's incredible when you think the future could potentially be worse than the past, but right. you've, you've created this amazing life for yourself and the fear that you had is just completely dissipated and you probably right. thought why did I wait so long or what was right. I so afraid of we but all it, do that looking back but, but it prepares me it, it's it, you know that situation prepared me for a few other situations I've had to face mm. and it's it's almost like you know God gives you what you can handle at that time yes so so I don't necessarily look back at regret um you know it was all part of my journey. And, you know, if I were to look back and just completely regret being married to this abusing person, I wouldn't have my two beautiful children, oh, you know, and, and you have and, to look, look at what did yeah. I learn from that situation right. and, and right. find Definitely. gratitude. Definitely. And, 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 you know, you hope that they go on to just um, realize their role in things and, and maybe what's important in their life. And not everyone can do that, but you know, you just hope that the world will, will, um, goodness will prevail for all people. You just hope that, um, you know, uh, that, that people can just find that there is a good way to live in peace and harmony. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of wonderful people out there and a lot of wonderful experiences still to have. And I, I just believe goodness is, is happening now and it'll continue to happen. 
Well, everything we see is a reflection of our vibration. So the more you output that energetic vibration, the more types of like to like people will come into your life. Right. And actually, this brings me to another point you were asking about synchronicities. Yes. One experience I haven't written about yet um, is where I think people, just like you're saying, can manifest things. We can, like our vibration, if we choose to focus on negative, then maybe more negative will come to us. If we choose to focus on positive, more positive will come to us. But I have actually experienced manifesting even physical things. So for example, I was out on the Eastern shore with my parents and I was ready to come home to the Chicago area. And, um, my life partner and I were walking on this beach right by the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Um, I think it's called Sandy Point. We have a Sandy Point Beach in St. Croix as well, but it's a different Sandy Point Beach. And we were just so excited about moving to the Caribbean and um, looking forward to that adventure. And um, I remember, you know, Rick was way ahead of me walking on the beach and I just was saying, I was just saying that I was so thankful, that I was so blessed in so many ways, and that I'm feeling the wind, I'm around water, I'm, I'm just walking in nature. And I said, you know, to myself, gosh, the only thing that would make this situation even better is if I could find a piece of Cheney. And Cheney, just so you know, is old Danish pottery that we find oh. in the Caribbean a lot. Okay. Um, it just washes up on shore. Um, and it's just beautiful, um, beautiful pottery that little pieces wash up and people make jewelry out of it. But I had said, you know, here I am in Maryland on the Eastern shore. They, they don't have Cheney in Maryland, but I said, God, if, if I could only see a piece of Cheney, I, I would, you know, I'm, I just, that would make everything so complete right now. And I look right down and there's a piece of Cheney, a big piece of Cheney. Amazing. It was Cheney. And we since have had it checked out by, you know, jewelers that are just like, yes, this was Cheney. The odds of finding that were none, you know, the, the percentage would just be like below zero big time. And, and so I almost I believe, and, and, and if, if it was just that one experience, maybe not, because I've had many experiences where I've actually manifested something physical and um, never would have believed anything like that until I experienced it. And luckily, I've had other people around me when some of these things have happened, so I have witnesses. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm just, my mind is playing tricks on me or I'm willing something my way. Um, so that is another synchronistic experience that I ended up having many, many more like that. Wonderful. And in terms of manifesting for, for the, for the audience, if you have to break it down in steps, what, how would you break it down? Well, you know, I haven't really thought about it except the times that I have been able to manifest are times when I just put the intention out there and just said, you know, God, I, I, you know, please be here with me and, and make this happen. And, and it's as simple as that. So, I mean, honestly, it's not, um, 
it's it's not any big ritual of any kind. It's just, you know, um, putting the intention out there. It can and be I, as simple as that. But I also think it's a, the, the state you're in, you're, you know, you're um, living in a state, for the most part, I mean, we're, we are human, but you're living in a state of gratitude and conscious yes. awareness. I think that's fundamental as well. And you're free, but not externally necessarily. Well, you are externally free, but internally you have a great deal of freedom within yourself. I right, right. And I, so, it's, so it's all part of, you know, I, it probably, I, I, like you're saying, I did have to get to a, a certain state in my life. Um, and, and that probably made a difference in being able to manifest or to be open to, um, to having signs from the universe happen. Mm. And trusting, I mean, also, I just thought trusting yourself and believing that it can actually happen because that's a huge, a huge shift as well, the, the, right. the power of belief. Right. And I, I didn't have that for many, many years. And then when I was busy raising my children, you know, you're just so busy. You don't, you, you don't really, I mean, you're living a good life. You're trying to do a lot of things, but you're not really um, quieting your mind and reflecting because you're so busy. And so it does take, I think, a certain time of your life to, to say, wait a minute here. And, and writing has been very therapeutic for me. Um, you know, gardening used to be very therapeutic for me. And so, you know, being out in nature, and for me, definitely the ocean is a big part of it. And traveling, traveling and seeing other people and other cultures and, and, beautiful scenery and um, historic um, towns and villages, you know, opening my mind to there's such a bigger world out there that, you know, it just opens up a lot of things. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, is there anything else you'd like to talk to the Passion Harvest audience about? Oh, gosh. Well, I, what a wonderful, um, opportunity that they have to listen to you and all your many guests. I, I just think that you are providing such a needed um, venue for people to, to talk about things that are very important in this world. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad that, that they have that. And I, I just think that, um, you know, people should really Try to continue to look at the good in things um, and not dwell on the negative. It's not that you, you, you have to acknowledge the negative. You have to feel it and experience it. But when you choose to embrace positivity and how you're going to handle it, if you respond and you don't react, that can help bring you to more peace and harmony in your own life. Beautiful. What a beautiful message. And on a final note, if someone, I always like to ask this question, if someone's looking to find or follow their passions, what is your advice? Oh my goodness. Um, no pressure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I would just say, you know, try not to get your cue from other people. Try to search deep within yourself of the kind of person that you are and what makes you happy and, um, and what brings you joy. And, um, 
it could be volunteering. It could be teaching. It could be creating art. It could be uh, working, tilling the land. It, you know, it could be whatever it is. You just try, find out what is very important to you that brings you peace. And then I would say, take some time alone just to reflect on, on that and and then just realize the steps you need to do to, to move forward to that. You know, a lot of times we feel stuck, but we are the ones that keep ourselves stuck sometimes. Our own minds sometimes hold us back from mm. our potential. And that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Sometimes it's just within us. It's, you know, no one else is doing that. And so if we have that much power to hold us ourselves back, we also have the power to, um, to move forward and, br and, and bring ourselves and therefore other people around us joy, love, and peace. What a beautiful message, Mani. Thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. Oh, um, you're welcome. And, and sharing so openly and honestly your journeys and your adversity and, and you know, living a beautiful life in the Caribbean. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and I think you've given great insight to the audience and hopefully changed a few lives. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's yeah, been a pleasure. Thank you. I'd love, love chatting with you. Bye. Well, thanks. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.